1: Hello, and welcome to The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team, a podcast by ADCES. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Leslie Kolb, Chief Science and Practice Officer at ADCES. In today's episode, we've got some exciting news to share with you. As of January 22, 2020, we are the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. I'm joined today by Kelly Antonori Lent, 2020 President of ADCES. We'll get to know Kelly and better understand the new name, where it came from, and how it impacts your work. Kelly, thank you so much for being with me today, and I want to congratulate you on being president of the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists for 2020. Thank you, Leslie. Great to be here today. Kelly, tell us
0: a little bit about yourself. So I am a diabetes clinical nurse specialist. I work at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I have been a diabetes educator For quite a long time, since 1990. I've worked in the outpatient setting, I've worked in industry, and currently I'm working in the inpatient setting.
1: Kelly, what brought you into diabetes education?
0: That's a good question. Shortly after I became a nurse back in the 80s, I started to work on a clinical research unit, and the chief of the unit was an endocrinologist, and we did quite a bit of diabetes research. We also did the landmark trial, Diabetes Control and Complications Trial. We had um, annual visits for those patients in our center. So that really introduced me firsthand and up close and personable with diabetes, Um, and that was the beginning of a lovely career.
1: That's exciting. What actually brought you first into working with the association? A phone call. A phone call. A phone
0: call, <laughs> yes. One of my good friends, uh, Marilyn Clardy, who was the uh, nurse manager at our children's hospital, gave me a call and said, hey, you interested in joining our local chapter? Back then it were they were chapters. And I said, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll try this. Yeah, I think it's my turn. I, I really did feel um, that... It was my duty because I was at a point in my career where I had the time to actually invest in that, and I thank
1: her to this day for calling and asking me, and I'm glad I accepted Well, we should be thanking her as well, because look where you're at today. Um, I am thrilled that you you took that call and you started working with the association, and today you are the 2020 president of the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists, which I would love for you to talk more about that.
0: I would love to, Leslie, and you did that really good. Um, I know we're all trying to learn the new lingo, as um, many of us are aware, especially those who were in Houston at annual meeting in 2019, they learned that we renamed the specialty from diabetes educator to diabetes care and education specialist. I am um, often asked why we did that. And quite honestly, the, the true answer is that it better represents the work that we do. The previous term just did not represent everything that a diabetes care and education specialist has to offer for our patients, of course, first and foremost, but also for primary care, internal medicine, um, for nurse practitioners and physicians, the healthcare systems, as well as the pairs. Um, and we're here, and we're, we're ready, willing, and able to start making a, a difference in that health care continuum for our patients with diabetes.
1: It's really an exciting time. What does the new name mean to you?
0: It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to work together and excel and make a difference again in the lives of patients with diabetes. More specifically, we know, we have the evidence, we have our personal stories, we know that we can help patients live longer, more robust, more full uh, lives. And we want to see that happen. For some reason, we've been underutilized and un- underrecognized, which, quite honestly, leads us to feeling undervalued part of the healthcare team. Um, and we know that um, less than five percent of our seniors, according to CMS, less than five percent of Medicare patients experience a visit with a diabetes care and education specialist. And it's a little better with commercial insurances, less than 7%, but that's just not good enough. And no, it's not. And this is an opportunity to change that. And it's a little difficult to understand with an epidemic of diabetes like this um, and the needs of this population why these numbers are so small but you know what after 40 years of saying we need to make a difference I'm proud to say that we are.
1: Yeah it's exciting and I know I've I've been part of it along with you on all the work that was done to get here. Can you tell the listeners a little bit of how how we ended up here?
0: Yes it it started back in 2017 uh, when we started to talk with our stakeholders we spoke with members. We spoke with uh, physicians, family practice, primary care, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and we really wanted to learn what they knew about us, not necessarily thought about us, but what they knew about us. And unfortunately, uh, the there was some confusion, and the title itself of teacher seemed to make them think that all we did was sit in front of the patient, talk to them about what they needed to know, hand them a brochure and out the door, and and quite honestly, we do a whole lot more. And again, that is why we felt very strongly about having care in the title, because some of the research also told us that that's really what we do. We do take care of the patients. We're the people who um, uh, not just teach them what they need to know, but we answer questions after the visits, between the visits, we help them problem solve and identify ways to decrease the burden of diabetes.
1: So the work is being able to bring that name to the forefront and this all began with the new vision for the profession. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely.
0: So after we realized we needed to make a change, we started with identifying what the future needed to look like. How do we strengthen the diabetes care and education specialist as a provider? And the vision takes the work that we do and it organizes it in a fashion that allows you to understand all of the important work that we do. For example, one of the pillars is driving integration. Diabetes care and education specialists needs to be a central part of the healthcare team. We're the heart and soul. We're the ones that hold everything together. I like to say the glue that holds it all together. Um, And we know that if we have that opportunity that we can truly make a difference in the epidemic of diabetes. Another pillar is leveraging technology. And we talked about adding technology because it's so woven in through all of the different pillars. But as a diabetes care and education specialist, you truly need to Dive in, embrace technology because it improves the lives of our patients. And it's more than just pumps, pens, and sensors. It's also learning about how telehealth can help engage with our patients who don't have access to the care because they live um, so far away from from areas uh, that have the care in rural areas. But it's also in virtual diabetes care and education. Behavioral health is also another pillar. We have always had the mental and emotional well-being of our patients as a part of our total care package. I feel that we're the experts in motivational interviewing, and we are positioned to be able to identify patients who may need advanced care or additional care and can make those referrals appropriately. Um, But it's, it's often been looked at as a part that we haven't placed as much emphasis on as we needed to. So having it there as a pillar says, hey, this is important. This is a chronic illness um, that we need to help our patients in that sphere as well. Leaning to another pillar, the the related conditions, really is focusing on the cardiometabolic part of the care of the patient with diabetes. And that is because we know, all too familiar, that is the leading cause of death with this population. And um, so ensuring that we're not just looking at the microvascular complications, but the macrovascular is very important as well. We, as diabetes care and education specialists, have always looked at that. I can remember years ago, we're focusing on the lipids, we're focusing on the blood pressure. We, we've always done that, not just the A1C, but we need to make sure our colleagues are up to date and upskilled in that area to function at the height or the top of their scope of practice.
1: Which really brings you into that care and education.
0: Absolutely. Very, very good point. And patient-centered care. We've always been about patient-centered care, but we couldn't have a vision without that patient being at the center. And, And all too often, I find that that's one of the things that, as a diabetes care and education specialist, I'm always reminding my colleagues from other professions to do. And I'll give you an example. So I work in the hospital setting, and I was consulted to see a patient this past week. And, um, of course, the patient was about to get home. And when I met with the patient, the patient came in with actually an in, in DKA. And uh, the reason for this is they weren't taking their medications in all too familiar situation, unfortunately. Um, so they wanted me to go in and review insulin and the importance of taking your medications the way you were supposed to, but nobody sat down with the patient and discussed what the barriers were to taking the medication. And um, we were ready to discharge her on the same meds that she was on, but here we find out after I asked the care manager to check her insurance out to find out the cost. The pens were going to cost the patient over a thousand dollars a month, Uh, the vials over $500 a month. So of course we had all re convene and we ended up switching her to a different medication that was um, affordable for her but that also ended up having the patient stay an additional three days because it took a little bit more time to regulate her on the new regimen but this is this is an example of what diabetes care and education specialists are doing everywhere this is not just a Kelly story this is a diabetes care and education specialist story that happens all the time
1: it absolutely is and I think about the numbers you share Earlier, the five and the seven percent, and thinking about how many do not have access to a diabetes care and education specialist. So, thank you for sharing that story.
0: So, we got to talk about the quadruple aim, and that is our last pillar. And the triple aim focuses on quality, cost savings, and ensuring a good patient experience. But we took it a step further and agreed with the authors of the quadruple aim that you also have to take a look at the already burdened health care provider. And um, we wanted to make sure that was happening, too. So I encourage diabetes care and education specialists all over the country to take a look at their skill set, their competencies, their clinical competencies, and then take a look at the vision. And identify areas that you're strong in and then maybe areas that you could benefit from having more training or education. And then join up with ADCES to um, sharpen those skills so that you can actually work at your top of practice and change these patients' lives.
1: And there's so many opportunities. Um, Kelly, you just you know, were able to appoint new committees that are going to be doing a lot of work at ADCES, and you know that's an opportunity. So thank you for, for bringing that up. All of these changes that are occurring from the vision to the retitling of the specialty and the rebranding of the organization, there was a lot that went into this, a lot of research that went into this. Can you touch on that just a little bit?
0: Absolutely. So there were four rounds of research, and the research was first completed to look at the name change for the specialty, and the second part of the research had to do with what we should change the association's name to. And it was important for us to not just sit here in the office and decide upon this. We wanted to make sure that our members and other healthcare professionals were involved in that decision, and, and that's what we did. So it, the changes are founded in research, and um, in that process, we engaged with stakeholders, and of course, First and foremost, we reached out to the patient with diabetes as well as members to learn their thoughts on the name change for the specialty as well as for the association. But we also reached out to other healthcare providers uh, in the healthcare team primary care physicians, internal medicine, endocrinologists, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, um, and payers as well. So we wanted to make sure it was comprehensive, well-rounded, and everybody had a say in the future of our organization.
1: Thank you, Kelly. For anybody who would like to dive deeper into all of the data and all of the work that was done through that research, there is a webcast available in the show notes. So please follow it there and you will see how extensive this really was. So Kelly, can you tell us what do you see as the benefits to this name change?
0: This name change, as I, as I had said before, is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for us, after all these years, to finally place diabetes care and education as a critical component of the care of the person with diabetes. We offer that personal human touch that is so powerful, and it's time for us to make sure that the work we do gets to be benefited by those with diabetes.
1: So, Kelly, I have heard from some of our diabetes care and education specialists some talk around the CDE credential. Can you give us an update on the CDE credential name and whether or not our members who hold the CDE would have to retake the exam?
0: Absolutely, and that is a hot question, is it not? That was probably the first question out of most members' mouths, at least those that have the certification as a certified diabetes educator. And just recently, I think it probably was was in the last month, the National Certification Board for Diabetes Educators, or NCBDE, announced that they are actually changing the association's name, as well as the title of the certification. They're going to be called the Certification Board, for Diabetes Care and Education or CBDCE and to reassure everyone you do not have to retake the exam. Let me just throw in here that they work with us collaboratively throughout this entire process and and that that warms my heart but it, it makes me feel good about the work we did. Please visit their website at ncbde.org for more information.
1: That's great, and I understand that beginning in 2020 that the CDE will actually become the CDCES, the Certified Diabetes Care and Education Specialist. So, Kelly, now that you've shared all of this Fantastic information with us and it's so exciting. I can't wait to see where 2020 brings us. Can you share with our listeners what they can now do in their practice to help implement the vision and the new name?
0: Absolutely. First and foremost, I ask all health care providers out there that are not diabetes care and education specialists to get behind our members um, and, and help us um, uh, help you care for these patients with diabetes. I would recommend that diabetes care and education specialists who aren't members to join the uh, association and join us in this journey, this transformation. And those that are members, this is your opportunity to make it your own, personalize this journey, and become the best diabetes care and education specialist that you can be. Um, Our time is now, and we'd like you to join us on this journey.
1: Thank you, Kelly, and thank you for spending time with me today to talk about all of these changes. Is there anything else that you'd want to share that maybe we haven't touched on?
0: So, yes, Leslie, there's actually one more thing, if you don't mind. I would like to encourage our members to visit diabeteseducator.org slash A-D-C-E-S, for more information. There is an employer guide there that will help you to engage with your employer um, and make this transition seamless. And I would encourage you to let us help you. Let us help you become the best diabetes care and education specialist that you can. Um, Make the vision personal because when we work together, members thrive. And that means that our patients with diabetes will also thrive.
1: That's great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. It's an exciting time to be a diabetes care and education specialist. The new association name and specialty title will help people with diabetes, prediabetes, and cardiometabolic conditions, as well as the larger healthcare team, payers, and providers better understand what we do. This is a big step forward to ensure our services are appropriately valued and utilized. We hope you'll join us as we lead the charge for optimal person-centered care. Visit diabeteseducator.org slash ADCES to find out how you can elevate your role and access tools like the new employer guide. For resources and research referenced in today's discussion, go to diabeteseducator.org slash podcast. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.